Man, it's Brian here with The Power of Helping People. Every time I, man, I, I pick the best intro because every time I listen to that thing, I get goosebumps. And it just shows that, you know, what I'm trying to do with The Power of Helping People is just to help one person every single day. And my next guest, man, man, he's changing the world one I love you at a time. And this is this is a very special, special moment that I have to do is, is I met this guy for the first time and grow your business for God's sakes. And we've been following each other uh, I'd say probably now close to five to six months. And man, this, this guy, Marcus Ellis, man, I got to tell you about him. He's got a, he's from Pensacola, Florida, and he thinks 50 degrees is cold up here in Michigan. It's just definitely warm, but I'm going to bring him on and introduce him, but welcome Marcus in here. What's up, buddy, man, brother, Ryan, what's happening today up in Michigan, man, it is uh 22 degrees out here. I've been, uh, I've been doing my day routine. I've been out. I've actually had breakfast I, uh, with my BNI um, for Christmas, and it was a nice. pretty exciting thing. So we do a little networking this morning, but it's been a long day just like yourself. So I wanted to introduce you on because I wanted to make sure everybody saw who I was introducing. Uh, Marcus Ellis, man, what, what can I say about Marcus Ellis, man? This guy is changing the world one I love you at a time. And the best thing about it is he's got a beautiful wife named Laura, and he's got five kids Man, five kids. What an amazing accomplishment to have five kids. It's such a blessing to have kids. And I always tell my wife and, and all my friends, it's like our kids make us young. And so I, I, I know you have a couple young ones. So tell, tell us your, the ages of your young ones. Isn't it two and seven? Yeah, it's two, two years old and seven. Yeah, at 49. I'm 49 years old, so. Hey, uh, man, hey, yeah. you don't look it. You, you don't well, look it, that's for sure. So, it's clean you know, living in the kids, right? <laughs> you, know, you know what, though, man? It's, I, I, I look at life as, as like, you, it is what it is, you know? So when you, when you pour into your kids and everything, they make me young. This morning when I came back, I saw my little, my, my little summer hope. Every time I walk through the door, she goes, hi, Dad. Hi. She goes, hi. <laughs> hi, Dad. Hi, Dad. That makes me just, just inside it just makes me want to just run over to her give her a hug and i'm wide awake and everything's ready to go and i'm ready to conquer the day so you know kids yep. make us do some crazy things but i wanted to i wanted to tell everybody about your mission because your mission is is, is so impressive and and when when i was when somebody said hey you got to follow this guy named marcus i'm like oh okay so i jump on social media and he's saying i love you to everybody and i'm like man this is this has got a this has got a catch to it because I always tell my friends, you know, hey, if you're not feeling good, I want to I want to give you a hug. And I and I and I don't give them just that little hug, like right. that pet hug. I give them the 30 seconds to a minute hug where you just hold them and they start <laughs> to feel uncomfortable. And they always say like that that 30 seconds to a minute is when when they actually start to just relax. Yeah. You know, that 30 seconds. And That's it's amazing. like you know, it's like, so when you get that 30 seconds, they just start to comfort in and they start to melt, melt to you. And then they start hanging on you. And it's like with your kids, they're always like this. But when you hold on to them and grip them, it's like, oh my God, they're melting. So when I hold my daughter, she grips me and she squeezes as tight as she can and she doesn't let go. And I'm like, oh, you're melting my heart right now. So tell us, <laughs> tell us a little that. bit about your mission and, and, and what's going on with that. Uh, one sure, but first I have to correct you. I have to correct you. I don't think 50 degrees is cold. Here's the thing. Our cold is different from everybody else's because we have a thousand percent humidity and it cuts through your clothes. So, you know, I moved to Lake Tahoe and I'm not going to tell a story, but when I, when I graduated from high school and it was so great because it was a dry cold and it would be 20 degrees and I'd be outside in a T-shirt. It's just not the same. So the, the so I, I don't think 50 degrees is cold. I wish it was 22 here uh, Christmas. But anyways, um, 
it all started during uh, the wonderful period of the election, right? And we know what was going on there where people in this country were at each other's throat for no reason, right? And it just um, it struck a chord with me. It floored me. It just really uh, got me thinking where, you know, especially online, you know, people are, are being so hateful on social media about politics. And my point to all that would be tell people, it's like, I'm not going to change your mind on what you think, Ryan, and you're not going to change mine. The only power we have during an election is our vote. So all of this vitriol and hatred and all this stuff going on during the election was futile for no reason. And it, and it just, and to me, there was an elevation of, and I don't even like to use the word, but elevation of hate. And so I was in a moment of prayer. Uh, and you know, I was praying for multiple things. Uh, I'm, as you know, I'm a rock and roll lead singer. I'm a vocalist in a tribute band here in Pensacola, and it's a big time. And we just played our 10,000 seat arena, uh, and the pictures are pretty amazing. This picture here, that's that's us playing. That's me speaking to 2,000 people uh, when we had technical difficulties at a show. Um, <laughs> so I was in a, I was in a moment of prayer uh, to heal my aging singing voice, right? And then I was praying to God to please ease this tension going on in our country um, because it's just too much. You know, it's too much for me to handle. And so in that moment of prayer, uh, after, after every time I pray, I'll pray first. You know, I hit my knees every morning when I get out of bed, I pray. And then I get a cup of coffee and then I'll meditate, you know, and I'll meditate for, you know, anywhere from nine to 30 minutes. Uh, th that's my window. And uh, a lot of people, you know, have a misconception with meditation of, you know, oh, you've got to clear your mind so that you're calm and all that stuff. That It's different for me. When I meditate, that's when God speaks to me because I'm, I'm able to be quiet. You know, you and I are busy dudes. We're, we're doing a lot of stuff and our brains are going like a hamster on a, on a wheel all the time. The only way I can hear God talk to me, and I wouldn't say the only way, but when I hear God talk to me is when I'm in meditation in the morning. And so I was praying for my singing voice, and he said, you are correct. Your voice is your gift. But who said it had to be singing? I want you to use your voice to speak. And I heard God say, I want you to remain on the big stage and transfer from singing to, to speaking. Now, I, we, I had a great show. Thank goodness, past Saturday night, I sang great. But I really am motivated in answering the call of God to, to speak on stage. And then he said, and then about this other thing, you're right. There's a lot of hatred in the world, right? And you have this voice and you have a lot of guts and you're not afraid to be silly and you're not afraid to be embarrassed. And I need you to start telling other people other than just your immediate family and your band members and your friends around them. You're, you're so gracious in telling these people that you love them, but I need you to start telling strangers that you love them. And not only that, I need you to go live on social media and tell people that you love them. The whole thing was crazy. You know, the whole thing came out of the blue during the election period. Um, and I will say that I, I doubted that. You know, I doubted that it was God speaking to me. I thought, oh, this is just your own mind. This is, you know, your own thing. And so I didn't do it immediately. Um, but then in the springtime, I can't remember what hit me, but something hit me to where it's like, you know what, all right, uh, I, I can make, oh, you know, I know what it is because I do Glenn Mundy's Morning Five. And one of the things in the Morning Five is to send an encouraging message in the morning. So I started sending an encouraging message over Facebook, and then God told me that wasn't enough. 
I need you to go live and walk down the street and tell people you love them. So I started the, Hey, guess what? I love you group. I have a group on Facebook. Called, hey, guess what? I love you. And I started walking down the street, holding my phone, you know, like, like this, walking down the phone and say, Hey, guess what? I love you. I truly and sincerely love you. And then I'd go and speak whatever came to my heart. Every morning I go out and do it live Monday through Friday at 530 AM central time. Now I'm even hopping over on Instagram after I'm done and I have no plan, Ryan, on what I'm going to say. It's, it's the download from God. And it could be a thing about love. Today was about uh, change your the vernacular, stop talking about goals to targets. It could be something like that, you know, taking action. Uh, but a lot of times it's based in love. So that's a very long-winded answer of story of how I got to this point. And now um, I'm just walking around everywhere, the grocery store, the mall, kids' soccer games, whatever it is, walking up to people and go, oh, excuse me, has anybody told you that they loved you yet today? 90% of the people go, well, no. And I said, well, I love you. And they just, they'll melt. Like you said, they'll crumble. Yeah, I get, every time you say it though, that's the, that's the best thing. Every time you say it, I get goosebumps because I remember the first time I, I heard you speak and say that I'm like, this guy, he really means it. You can tell. I mean so it. like when you, it, it, it's different than saying, I love you, you know, I love you. I love you. But when you really truly mean it, it impacts thousands of people and you know like even even you said is, is you have a group and what is there like over 2500 people in that group right now <laughs> there's uh we've reached 2700 so we're yeah we, 20, we 2700 people that you are impacting every single day and and i'll pop onto those lives like this morning i listened to the target and goals because of the conference that we went through and you and right. you spelled it out just exactly right you like sometimes i don't catch it right away but i can go back and i say i need that energy i need that energy in the morning and that's what what we do as people is we get and we feed off others you know we feed yeah. off what people are doing and then it makes our day go into you know this this amazing roller coaster where we're just growing 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 and we're constantly going up that i, I always say the roller coaster analogy i'm building the biggest one of the things coaster. the other day I don't, that came, that just was out of the blue. Yeah. And, and, and the roller coaster analogy for me is, and I keep saying this and everybody that I tell it to, it's like, Oh my God, you are exactly right. You know, Steve Gamlin, he, he even told me he is the click, click, click method. I'm building the biggest roller coaster right now. And I want everybody to help me build this because we're going to have maintenance. We're going to have work on this, but whoever's coming up this roller coaster is going to be on the ride of their life. And that's what I think, because I'm a roller coaster junkie and you know, I, back in the it. day, dude, Anything that got me that thrill was amazing. So like every day you show up and I, and, and I wanted to, I want to go over this because it's consistency every single day you show up. So tell us a little bit about your consistency because you know, everybody's like, Oh, I wish I could be like Marcus Ellis. You know, he's doing this, he's doing it. Don't wish do it. Just right. stay, take a, take a, a stance right now and say, I'm going to do this every single day and be consistent with it. Because when you're consistent, that's what happens. It goes and goes and it gets better and better. And so with anything, if I'm building my roller coaster, I have to show up every single day. And if, okay. if, if I want to bring people on the ride, I got to make those impressions like you. I love you. You know, like those are things that I love like, you really bring people, <laughs> dude, it just brings people on, you know, my, and with this, this podcast, my mission is to help one person every single day. Mm -hmm. And Brian has said something the other day on his podcast yesterday, and we were talking about friendships and family. And he said something about, you know, if we could, if, if you impacted 10 people and then that person impacted 10 people and so on and so forth and 10 and 10, 10 and 10 and 10, those 10 people that do a 10 people do a million people. 
So yeah. if you could, if you could think of that, we can impact millions and millions of people. So you starting this, it just brings me chills because it's like you had the wherewithal to just start doing it. God told you to do it. You yep. were, you were, you were basically defying it for a little while, but God's like, no, you have to do this. Be obedient to me, go out and do it and make an impact. And I see the people around you, the impact that you're making, which is pretty impressive. I want to commend you on that because it takes a lot of consistency and a lot of people say they'll put in the work, but after five or six weeks, they just disappear. You're putting in the work. You know, and I always like to tell people, I like to do things from the outside looking in, and that's how I run my business. I look and see what everything is. You really take it to a whole nother level. You're looking on the outside and saying, I can impact this person. I can impact this person. I can impact this person. So every time you say that, people get the understanding of you care about them. So I I first and foremost want to say I love you, and I I appreciate you so much, man. And thank you for being on here because, you know, when I met you and your wife uh, at Grow Your Business, for God's sakes, and I took a picture with you, and and I and I and I felt the embrace of us being there. I knew that we were going to do big things outside Amen. of that room, you know. So it's the same. It's the same thing with everybody else at the conference. We t- we've been talking about that conference because we're still on that high from that conference. It's like there's yeah. so many great people, you know. It's grow your business for God's sakes, and that's the true meaning of what's going to happen. Grow your business. And, and pour in the faith with your business and it will grow. So tell us, speaking of businesses, let's, let's, let's go transition right into your new business. All because <laughs> I want you to tell the story sure. because the story is the biggest impact of how you got into this coaching business and what yep. you had to do. So let's step back a little bit about, tell us a little bit about what you were doing at the time and tell us the transition. I want I want the people sure. that really just, you know, poured into you that said, Hey, you know, you need to do this. So tell right. me the story back up to where, you know, the last couple of weeks before your, your conference, start from there sure. and you'll work your way well, through. It had been starting before that. Um, I, I worked for a pro audio video and lighting integrator, which means uh, everything you see at large house of worships, even small, you know, the, the audio, the video screens, the lighting, the whole thing. Uh, I worked for a company that sold that equipment first retail uh, and then uh, we were bought out by a, a national company and stopped doing the retail and continued on with the installation, which is integration for uh, those of you not in the construction business. Um, and I've been unhappy for many years. Uh, I am a, a lead singer and I am the freak in the room. You know, uh, it, it, I, it, you know I, I tell people I love you at work, you know, and, and people weren't having that. It's like, no, we got to be business. You know, we got to be corporate, you know. So I wasn't happy. Um, you know, I was definitely, a, 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 I would say, a round peg in a square hole because it was very square. And, you know, I'm a very round guy. And I've been praying for a long time, like, dear Lord, please get me out of this. Just please, you know, an opp- give me an opportunity. Um, but I wasn't taking action. You know, we can often pray. And, and you know, you, we know the parable of, of the guy drowning, you know, and they, they, the fire department comes to the guy and he's like, no, God's going to save me. And then a, a rowboat comes, no, God's going to save me. And then a helicopter and he gets to heaven and he says, God, what's that? He's like, I sent you all these things, bro. You didn't take action. <laughs> well, that's what was happening for me. And I was comfortable. You know, I had a salary. I could come and go as I pleased. Um, I love the work aspect of it. I didn't like the corporate aspect of it. And, uh, and then the coldness of, of the place. So all of this, this, I love you thing, the, Hey, guess what? I love you thing was dovetailing in, you know, into my work. And it got really hard to keep up with the social media stuff 
and do my job well. So when you're, you know, when you're not doing your job well, you feel like you're stealing, right? And something had to give somewhere. Uh, but I, you know, I never, I always had, I'd been at this company for a long time. I was finishing my 14th season um, and I had a lot of PTO built up. And so when these conferences started rolling around, I, I started using my PTO where in the past I never did. And for those of you who don't know, that's paid time off, that's vacation time. Um, so I started going to these conferences. And, and I have to say that, you know, Clubhouse Breakfast of Champions, where you mentioned Brian Hess and, you know, of course, Glenn Lundy and all of these folks uh, that I call, you know, ballers, you know, people that are successful in what they're doing. They just casually and easily talked about their faith, you know, to where it was inspiring. It, it wasn't the guy on the street corner with a megaphone and it wasn't the person forcing the track in your hand when you're telling them you're a Christian, that type of stuff. It was it was just this ease of, you know, God got me here. So I said, I want some of that, right? And I've always been a Christian. I grew up in the Southern Baptist Church here, and that's a whole nother story. Um, and, I, you know, I always had a relationship with God, but my faith wasn't at where it is now. And when people like Brian inspired me to talking about their faith, just, I mean, and when I say casually, I just mean just talking, you know, not, not being flippant. But just saying, you know, my faith in God got me to this point where I'm just bawling. And I said, I want some of that, you know. So I dove in a little more, you know, and I prayed a little more. And all of this, these downloads came to me and I started doing the, hey, guess what? I love you thing. And we go to uh, Grow Your Business for God's Sake in Lexington. I've been to a couple of conferences already. I'd been to the Breakfast with Champions Consortium in New York, uh, which, is, which started me on this path, super inspiring. And then I went to Dallas to embrace your ambition. My dear brother, Marcus Black, and my dear sister, Ashley Faye Brandstetter. That was a smaller conference, and it was all about God. And it was just, it set me on fire, you know. And Alexander Gonzalez was there, and I got to be close with him. And, you know, all these people that are doing the things that I want to do are talking about their faith and what God's doing in their life. So I couldn't miss Lexington, right, because it's in the title, Grow Your Business for God's Sake. And it's saying, Grow your business for God's sake. And what you talk about that in there for God's sake, they're talking about use your business to propel the planet forward, to help other people, to make an impact on other people's lives. And I've always done that through my music. You know, I've always been the one, you know, uh, I don't know, the old car racing pe people remember Richard Petty. And Richard yeah. Petty was known after, after every race to sign every autograph and be there till midnight or one in the morning when the race ended at three o'clock in the afternoon, hanging out with his fans. And I always took that to heart. So I did that in, in my, uh, with my shows, you know, with White Tie Rock Ensemble, all of us come out for the most part and talk to the fans and sign autographs and all that. So we're making an impact on there. People would always say, you know, the way you perform, I would have expected when you come off stage and talk to me, you'd be a jerk. But you're even nicer than I thought. You, you're even nicer than the, as well as you performed, you know. And I always took that to heart say, okay, people are noticing that. I've got to be kind to people. So grow your business for God's sake isn't just to grow my business, not to grow your business. It's to do it for God's sake, to turn people on to the faith that we have and the love of Jesus Christ and God, right? And I'm not afraid to talk about that. You know, but before I'd be like, eh, maybe I shouldn't say that. I don't want to offend anybody. What if they're a Muslim or what if they're, you know, this, this and that? That's gone, right? And I got totally inspired at the conference and... um I'd been really mulling it over. My wife has been asking me to quit my job for like six months because I was miserable. You know, I'd come home miserable, not, you know, 
not be the most pleasant guy, not be hateful or mean or anything, but just like, uh, this is, you know, this is just taking all the life out of me. And so it's been on my heart and been on our minds for a long time. And I've been speaking with a, a few people about it. And a, a lot of people said, ooh, 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 whoa, before you have a nest egg, don't quit your job. You're going to be in trouble and all this stuff. And uh, put the fear in me, you know. So I was trying to save. And I don't, I'm not very good at that because I have five kids, you know, from 22 <laughs> down to two, you yeah. know, and kids need things. And I'm supporting multiple households, you know, because they were two different uh, uh, times in my life. And, uh, so I get to grow your business for God's sake and the conference is over and I'm on fire from everybody talking, you know, the, the wonderful speakers. And, uh, I can't remember. Oh, we were supposed to leave. Laura and I were supposed to leave that night and drive, drive to my mom's in, at Nashville. And we just said, you know what? We're just not feeling it, you know? And so we pulled into, uh, the Hyatt Regency, I believe it was, uh, not trying to advertise them, but that's where it was. And uh, there was a fireplace and, and those two couches, you know, next to the fireplace. And it was cool. It was cold, colder than it is here now. And uh, so I think there was a couple of people there that we recognized. And so we just, Laura and I just sat down on the couch trying to decide what we were going to do and if we were going to leave or stay. And friends of yours that you know and friends of, of Brian's that you mentioned were there. And it was uh, Lily and Keith Calloway. And we had spoken earlier uh, inside the conference with them because I'd heard Brian talk about them on clubhouse and they, they were talking and because I had ran, I, I had gone up to Lily and said, Oh, Hey, guess what? I love you earlier in the day. Yeah. And I do that to so many people. I didn't know who da da da. And she wanted to introduce me to Keith inside the conference. And, and she did. And I told him I loved him and all that stuff. And then, uh, we filmed a video on the church across the street which was really cool because it happened to be the church that George Washington, our first president, was baptized in across from the Rupp Arena. Uh, and we were on the staircase, the outdoor stairwell uh, of the church filming a video uh, for Tony with the Keys for his song, Grow for God. Um, and I didn't realize it until I, I took a video and posted it on Instagram. Well, Keith was behind me and Lily was sitting down next to me and called me by name in the video. It's on Instagram. You can still see it. Um, so the Callaways were all around me during this conference and I really didn't pay attention or know it. So they were there in the hotel room, hotel lobby at these couches, the fireplace and it was wonderful. And I can't remember how the discussion started with about me quitting my job, but it, it got to be a discussion and Keith and Lily were telling me their incredible story. And I don't know if you've had them on here, but you know, their story, it's been an amazing, amazing story for them. And they were telling me about having $24 in the bank account with a little gas in the car and going to church and all this stuff. And Keith called me out and he said, Marcus, you know why you're not quitting your job? And I said, no, tell me. And he said, because you don't have enough faith in God. And I was like, so to, to give a geographical analogy, it was like a Louisville slugger hit me in the <laughs> forehead. Right. And I was like, wow, that's, that's powerful. And he's like, as soon as you let go, as soon as you have full surrender in what God's asking you to do, the mission that you're on, the calling that you're already answering, you'll quit your job. And he's like, so you're putting your two weeks in when you get back? And I was like, well, I have a little bit of PTO left over. I'm going to use that up. I'm not going to give that all up, you know, because they're not going to pay me for it, which fast forward to they did. Uh, but I, so I took another week off. It was right before Thanksgiving. I took the holidays off. 
and I was off of work, but everything that could go wrong went wrong. You know, all the, all the ICOs and CCOs and all the things that, you know, in the construction business that I, I was supposed to be doing, but I'm on PTO, I'm on vacation, everything's going wrong and people are calling me up screaming and I'm screaming at them and nothing's going right. And that was a God wink. Like, uh, Hey bro. Hey, are you there? Are you there? You know, can you feel it? You know? And it, it, it just, you know, everything was kind of spiraling out of control. And I was like, okay, this is not good. It's miserable. And, um, my dear brother, Jonathan Pettit, who you may, I don't know if you know, Jonathan, uh, he's part of Anthony Hart's crew. And we're not name dropping folks. This is just part of the, part of the story. This is the story. You got to tell yeah. the story. So this is yeah. how it works. The night before on Saturday, we were at uh, a sushi place eating, eating sushi. Um, and, you know, all the, all of my friends were there and uh, I didn't know Jonathan at all. And he said, Hey, um, I just, God's telling me to tell you this. And I was like, what? I, I've never been prophesied to before. And so this guy who I just met, all of a sudden starts prophesizing to me and starts telling me about my life. There's, there's no way he can know what he's talking about. And, you know, he's not that good, you know, <laughs> at, be, at being a charlatan, you know? And, and he's like, you know, God is with you. He knows you're walking into a dark space and he wants you to know, don't be afraid. He's got you, but you need to do that thing that he's asking you to do. And he had no idea what it was. Then fast forward to Sunday, Keith tells me that. So I got two things going on right there. Everything happens to me in threes. My life path number is three. Everything happens in threes. So as the week of Thanksgiving's going and everything's spiraling out of control at work, the Wednesday night uh, before uh, Thanksgiving, I'm on, on a, 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 a Zoom call for a, it's live on Facebook for a room called Pray for Peace in Facebook. And it it's a, a room of faith. And uh, my dear sister, Sherry Dela Cruz was leading it. She asked me to do it. We met, we knew each other. Well, we were already conversing online, but we met face to face at the conference. And she asked me to be on this zoom call on the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. I said, sure, I'll, I'll be there. Uh, and it was about miracles. Well, I'd been on another zoom call, uh, for some other thing for business. And I was late getting into the zoom call. And when I get in there, I noticed change. Corey Thomas changed the rapper who performed at Grow Your Business for God's Sake on Saturday night, who I did not meet at the conference, was on the call as well. And he's he should be a preacher because he's just dropping just gold, just nuggets the whole time, uh, reciting Bible verses I've never heard of, everything applicable to, to miracles. And he's flowing. I mean, just flowing like a rapper flows. And it's just coming out and he's talking to him. And he goes, he pauses and he looks kind of confused for a second. And he goes, Excuse me, I'm really sorry, uh, but uh, Marcus, I know you just got in the room, but God's telling me that I need to tell you something. I'm like, well, here you go again, right? This is just a few weeks later from the conference. And he said, God is telling you that thing that you need to do it now. And he's been with you in the darkness. He's been with you when you were crying. He's been with you when you were angry, when you were suffering, when you were miserable. And he knows what you've been through. And he's been there with you the whole I'm wrapping my arms around you I got you and when you do that thing he's telling me that God's telling you he's going to pay you back double whatever it is he's going to increase whatever that thing or the feather you know this guy has no idea what's going on in my life we're in the middle of a, a call about miracles and the miracle happens to me while I'm on the call and then having two people prophesize to me and Keith 
tell me that I didn't have enough faith in God. After that call, I hit my knees and I prayed and I was like, okay, I'm scared. I'm scared. I, I you know, I'm not going to have insurance. I'm not going to have backup. I only have a couple months of living expenses. You know, I'm only had, I have five kids. Uh, I've got to take care of my family, but I hear you and I'm going to do it. And I went in that Monday morning and got there early, a little bit early. You know, we opened at eight o'clock. I got there like seven 50 and started packing up my office and nobody came in to bother me. Nobody came in and said, what are you doing? Nobody came. You know, I was just scared that somebody would come in while I was packing up my office. Not, that didn't happen. And it took me about an hour and I was able to take everything out to my car. Nobody approached me. Nobody came up. It was just smooth, just no issues. You know, I felt like somebody would interrupt me and then there'd be a problem. And, you know, I was supposed to be training a new project manager that day, um, that morning, bless his heart. I hope he had an okay day. I, I never even went and saw that guy. Um, hey, you love him though, right? <laughs> I do. I love, oh, well, you know what? I, I was instrumental in him being hired because he was such a great dude. I mean, phenomenal dude on mm -hmm. the interview. Um, but, but, uh, I know showed for him, <laughs> um, but then I went looking for an executive, you know, one of the three, including my direct boss to tell them that I was done and they were nowhere to be found. Their cars were there, their offices were on, the lights were on, but I couldn't find them anywhere. And something inside me just said, well, you've done what you've looked for everybody. You've asked around, people know you've asked around, leave. Your time's done here, go. And so I said, okay. So I got in my car and I left and I called my boss and he didn't answer. I waited a little while longer and I called my boss and he didn't answer. And then a little while later, he texted me and said, sorry, I'm in a meeting. I'll call you back in a little bit. And this is now like nine o'clock in the morning, 10 o'clock in the morning. He didn't call me back till 2 p.m., right? And so I've left this guy who's there to be trained by me Nobody to be found. I leave the office and he calls me back at 2 p.m. And I'm a big baseball fan, huge baseball guy. And I, I said, man, you know, he's like, what's up, man? Sorry, I didn't call you. And I said, well, you know, I've had 14 seasons in that business. And I'm trying really hard not to say the business because that's not professional. So I'm, I'm trying not to. Um, I've had 14 seasons in the business. And I've come to my last season here. And like every good ball player, it's time to hang up their cleats. And I'm hanging up my cleats today. He said, whoa, whoa, hey, well, hold on, wait a minute. You're quitting? I said, no, I'm not, I'm not quitting anything. Um, my seasons are done. I've, uh, I've, my career there is over. Every good athlete knows when it's time to hang up his cleats. I'm hanging up my cleats. And so that's how I was able to quit. What a, what a, let me step back. Yeah. What a great, a what a great, First and foremost, what a great story, because that analogy you just put is we're never quitting anything. It's never. just we have new seasons. So yeah. like each season we come up to, we have to make the, the, the conscious decision on what we're going to do in that season. Yeah. And you made the conscious decision due to being obedient through him and then having people share what their stories are. First and foremost, I want to I want to recognize Keith Calloway and Lillian Calloway because they are huge impacts in my life. I've had the pleasure to know them almost a year and a half, wow. and I, I get to I get to see Keith and talk to Keith on multiple levels. And when if you want to know about wisdom, 
that guy's got more wisdom than most people in this life. He's endured wow. more than most people in this life. Well, shoot me his phone number, please, because I'm on the call anyway. So I will do. And I actually, uh, I actually talked to him yesterday, and he actually told me. I said, "Hey, I'm going to give Marcus your phone number." He's like, "Give him my phone number." So <laughs> I did talk to him, and like I said, I want to. I wanted to go back and tell what great people they are because their names come up all the time. They do. And, and the reason why is because they are leading their company, they're leading their friends, they're leading their family through faith. Amen. Yeah. And, and then leading strangers, complete and total strangers. Now, we had talked to each other that day. We were strangers for all intents and purposes, right? Yeah. Um, so it, it, the, that was the first thing. And, and really, I think that was the, what Keith said was the most shocking, was the most, you know, pouring a bucket of cold water on my head to wake me up. You know, that was, that was the wake up moment there. Um, being prophesied to is cool. But when somebody calls you out like that and nicely, not like, you know, not mean, not slapping you in the face, none of that stuff, just nicely going, you just don't have enough faith, bro. You don't believe in God enough. Well, I'll prove you wrong. You know what I mean? It, 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 it was instrumental in that. So I, I, I do have to give it up to Keith uh, in that aspect. So, as I was driving away, though, from the, from the office, I was like, I did it. I, I did it. I did. I, and I was saying it out loud in my car. I mean, I even, I'm really good. Don't tell anybody, but I'm really good with driving with my knees. <laughs> and, and I was just like, I did it. I did. I had both hands up. You know, I did it. I did it. <laughs> but here's the thing. The weekend was great. No, that was a Monday. I'm sorry. It was a Monday. So that day was great. I woke up the next morning and it was, I mean, the anxiety was so bad. I was kicking my legs in bed. Like, what did I do? What did I do? In that whole week, I just lived in fear and anxiety because my faith wasn't strong enough. But I kept leaning into people talking, motivational speakers talking and things like that. And, you know, people preaching and uh, my, my dear brother, Anthony Hart, that, you know, uh, I've talked to him a lot. He pours into me like no other, like I don't deserve, you know. Um, and he got, you know, his words got me through that. And all of a sudden, something happened. It was just like, and the weight, I mean, the literal physical weight of all that tension and everything just lifted because I gave it up. I fully surrendered. Like finally at 49 years old, I mean, golly, it's been a long time. I finally gave it up. And this is such a long-winded story to get to the business, but I it's thought right, though, it's got to it's got to it's got to cultivate because yeah. it's, it, it's just such a good story, and that's why I wanted to share the story is because there's so many people out there, and this is why we're talking about this because this is the power of helping people to help one person. There's so many people at that line, yeah, where they just what do I do? How do I do it? So when people hear stories of what you had to go through, and it's 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 a normal story, but it's such an impact that you're giving right now because people just don't want to take that jump, you know. Exactly. So you telling this, right? Dude, it's a leap of faith. It's putting yeah. everything and being obedient to him and saying, "Here, I'm giving you everything I got. Tell me where to go." And right. you know, it, it it you say Anthony Hart because you know Anthony Hart and I are, are really close. And it, what, what Anthony Hart always says this, and this is his like famous saying, I got you, bro. Yeah, I got you, bro. 
And yeah. that's exactly what he does. He's he got he has us and he's going to point us in the right direction. He's going to help us get there. And so what an impactful story right there with Anthony, too. So, you know, yeah. go ahead and finish your story. I just wanted to I wanted to touch base on that because there's so many people listening right now that's going to listen to this and say, man, is it the right time? Put your knees on the floor and your yeah. feet on the floor and start praying because well, it and, is the time. And, so, and I appreciate you saying that because you you jog something in me and I, I say you struck a chord with me. And that's why my podcast is called strike a chord. Cause I say that a lot. You struck a chord with me that you can't plan to take a leap of faith. You can't plan to take a quantum leap because if you do, you're just in analysis paralysis, right? Mm -hmm. You can't plan to take that next step in your life. It, it must be now, first of all, you have to answer a call. It has to be God telling you that Ryan and I are not going to tell you quit your job today. I'm not that guy. Right. But I will tell you if it's weighing on your heart and, and, and God's telling you to do something, you go, well, I need to plan for it. You need to stop right now because you can't do that. You can't plan. I thought that, you know, I, I, on my side hustle, one of my many side hustles other than playing in the band, is flipping houses. I wholesale houses. I thought that's what I was going to do. But all of a sudden, you know, as I, you know, I took that, that leap of faith, that quantum leap, that thing that God was telling me to do, something changed and I wasn't motivated to start looking for houses. Now that's another aspect of servitude though, because you're helping people out of a situation that they're bogged down in, you know, when they're underwater at their house or they've inherited a piece of property, they can't take care of whatever it is. You're helping people with that. But that's not, that wasn't on my heart. And, and I didn't know what I was going to do. And so, you know, in the discussion, and I won't get into the discussion, what, why we did this, because it may not be appropriate, but um, Cher and I, my dear sister, Cher De La Cruz and I had been talking about, that we're really not able to one-on-one -on -one coach and we're really not into group coaching, um, you know, for, for the ramifications that you can probably uh, imagine. Um, and so we'd had this discussion, not planning anything or anything like that. And I'll just say it, you know, I, I just didn't want to have a, a single female on the other line with me being a married man. And she didn't want to have a single man on the other line with the natural things that we all go through as humans. It's uncomfortable. It's not appropriate, right? It's appropriate for others. I'm not telling you if that's what you do, that that's not appropriate for you. It wasn't appropriate for me to one-on-one -on -one coach with the opposite sex. And we'd had those discussions just, just uh, aligning with each other. And, and, and I'll get to what we call ourselves after I say that. But out of the blue, she texted me and she said, I've just heard, I've just heard a, a call. And I'm being told to ask you that what if we do a two-on-one dual coaching, you and I on the screen at one time with somebody else on the other end? And I was like, I mean, here, we'll, we'll just do it this way. I was just like, I was like, yes, that's it, right? That's it. That's the thing. And I immediately told her yes. And then... I didn't hear from her for a while. I mean, she said, yay, or whatever. You, you, this is all in text. And I didn't hear from her um, because she's she's involved with a lot of the people uh, in Breakfast with Champions that we know, and I won't say their names, but a lot of people that we know are helping her out in her journey. Yeah. Well, those people were reaching out and helping her during that week. And I got disappointed because I was like, that's the thing, man. That's it. And I hadn't heard from her. 
uh, in a little bit. But then all of a sudden, as soon as I started to doubt it and give up, she got back and she says, I'm so sorry. I've been busy, but we really need to start that thing, th that thing soon. We got on a call and, did, you know, I'll look at the calendar here. Uh, it was probably, yeah, it was December 6th. And we got on a Zoom talking about our new business. And one thing after another, we're talking, you know, and, and she said, when do you want to do it? I said, we got to do it as fast as we can, as fast as we can. She said, okay, we launched on December 13th. And I was like, okay, all right, <laughs> let's launch on December 13th. And she says, and then we're live uh, on uh, December 20th. It's okay. So we partnered up. Um, we call it MC Coaching. And you can find us. I'll put it, I'll tell you now. It's www.mccoaching.live. And we worked hard. We worked really hard. She put the website together. I employed a bunch of my friends who are uh, much smarter than me on, on the computer world. And uh, it was it was many tireless hours. We had to get our mission statement together. We had to get our bios together. We had to get a phone. Uh, you know, all the things that you have to get to start a business, we had to do in a week. And that Saturday and Sunday before the 13th, I slept six hours and 48 hours working, just working, working, working on this thing. And we did it. We launched that. What we launched the website on Sunday night. So when that, when we talked about it on Clubhouse and other places of social media, that people could go to that website and see it. And it's beautiful, beautiful website. She did a bang up job on it. And the the MC people go, oh, that's cute. That's your initials, Marcus and Cher. And yeah, it is our initials. But then more importantly, the MC is mission of Christ. And what was Christ's mission? Love, because God is love. And that's my jam. Love is my jam, right? And so we are now coaching people to love themselves, to love others, to spread love, right? And then show people that God is love, right? That's, that's the mission of Christ. And not that we're so great and not that we're so high and mighty, but darn it. God asked me to sign up to be a soldier in his army. And, I, and who am I to deny God? I'm not that guy. I'm not, I might be stupid, Ryan, but I'm not dumb. Right. <laughs> it's, and, it's, uh, so, it's so true though, because when, if you're, if you're not obedient, I was reading something the other day and I forget exactly what it said, but it said that you need to be obedient because if you're not, you can lose it all, you know? And so like, if, 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 if you take that leap of faith, he's going to have your back. And right. it's, he's, he's going to flourish you with, right. with gifts and the gifts are going to be very fruitful. And well, one of those gifts was in the start to interrupt you was that I wasn't sure what my last paycheck was going to be because I'd only worked a week. So I knew it was going to be half at best. Well, and I hadn't even worked it. It was a vacation week. Yeah. But when that check came, so I had, I had two months worth of living expenses. And so this is like, you know, it's November 26th when I, quit. So I know I can make it all the way to January 26th on this two months. Well, then my paycheck came in. It was bigger than my normal paychecks. And it put me right back at reset at two months. So I'm like, okay, cool. I, I now have till January 8th, you know, or is that if I'm doing, I'm sorry, February 8th to, yeah. to get there. And then we play our show and our show's the biggest grossing one we ever have. And I, I have a check coming that's going to reset me again. 
So whenever I get that check, I get reset again, and maybe that's going to be next week. So I will have all of January and February coming into March living expenses. So these things keep happening, um, and I know a big one's coming. It might be tomorrow. It might be next year. It might be three years. I hope not because I don't want to put my family out on the street, but I'm not scared anymore. And my wife, Laura, uh, last week was going to get a haircut, and she's like, I'm going to cancel my haircut. And I was like, why? Are you too busy to schedule? She's like, no, we, we can't afford it. And I was like, no, 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 no. We are not going to live in a poverty mindset. We are going to keep going and living our life the way we always have been because God told me he's got me. God's told me he's got us. And we are going to live in that prosperous mindset that we have money flowing freely to us and through us so that we can help other people and make an impact. Man, that's good. That is so And that's good. where we are right now. And so here I am today on 1221. I'm reset. And I'm reset, so I have all the way to February 21st right now with two months of living expenses, and then I'm going to get reset again. I know I have one more coming. And then I don't know anything else. I don't know what's coming next after that. But I do know that Sharon and I are going to book some clients. And then, then I'll be reset again and then reset again, right? And so I want to tell you folks that are on that edge to take that leap of faith, the how does not matter. The how is not your business. It's not my business. The how is God's business. And I'll get emotional talking about it. I try not to. The how is God's business. He's got you. It's not our business to understand why we're doing this, how we're going to make it, whatever. It's our business to be obedient and answer the call. And now my calling is to ease the world's suffering with one I love you at a time. And that's what I'm going to be doing. And my dear brother, Tony Rodriguez, at the uh, Breakfast, with Breakfast with Champions Consortium in New York, I got up on stage to speak to say I would like to be a motivational speaker and coach. And somebody asked me, what's the mission of the whole thing? And I said, I want to end the world's suffering with one I love you at a time. And Tony Rodriguez pulled me aside and he said, hey, brother, come here. He's like, I need to talk to you. He said, that thing you said, I love what you said, that you want to end the world's suffering with one I love you at a time. But I need to tell you something, that you can't do that. You're not powerful enough to do that. Only one man was powerful enough to do that, and that was Jesus Christ. He said, so why don't you dial that back a little bit, and why don't you change your vernacular and say you'll ease the world's suffering with one I love you at a time. And now that's my mantra. That's my brand. That's my mission. And that's why I just randomly walk up to somebody who's ringing me up at the grocery store and say, has anybody told you that they loved you yet today? And a lot of those people behind the counter will start crying, and they say no. And then when I tell them that I love them, they'll be saying, but it feels like, it doesn't feel like you telling me that. I've had this happen many, many times. It feels like God's telling me that. And I was like, bingo, that, that's what's happening. Because God's telling me to tell you that I love you. And he's just telling you that he loves you through me. I'm just simply the conduit. I'm simply the vessel sharing God's love with you. So those I conversations are. I love it. I love it. And here's the thing is, is I, I, most of you guys know I own a construction company, an asphalt and concrete company. And the best thing about it is, is telling a construction worker, I love you, is crazy. Wow. I do it all the time. And these guys look at me like, why are you so happy all the time? And here's the thing is they come back and they might be bad, you know, mad for something, had a bad day. And I look at them and, and I say, I love you, or I give them a hug, or I smile at them. And they're like, how can we be mad at you? RJ completely changed. Yep. As soon as we got in this yard, 
it literally looked at you and I'm like, oh my gosh, they can't even be mad anymore. So that's that's what you do every single day is you 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 literally trans people transform people's life by just saying I love you. And I want you to tell I, I heard this story, you told me this the other day, but I, I want you to transition right into the Yolanda Johnson story. Because sure. you because that story just gave me goosebumps and I, and I get goosebumps when I, when, when I, I call them my little touches from God, yeah. God touches me. And he says, he gives me goosebumps and he says, that's a good person. You need to be with that person or those little touches. Cause I don't get goosebumps just going normal day, day to day, but those goosebumps are a little saying, Hey, I, I call them little ticklers to say, Hey, this person's good. You need to be with this person. You need to talk about this. You need to talk about that because when it feels good, it's meant to be, and it's meant yeah. to say. So tell us about Yolanda Johnson, because that story just resonated. And I think people, you transitioned right into it. Like you're helping people when I love you at a time. So tell that story, because that was the most impactful thing that I heard the other day. And she needed it. So go ahead and tell that story. Sweet. Well, uh, my wife works in uh, what I call a bougie plant store in the mall. You know, the bougie plants, like the plant thing is a fad, right? It's going off and people like to have all these rare plants and they fight over them. And uh, there's ladies here that wait at the Walmart for the truck to get off to get these rare plants, right? And I like spending time with my wife. Um, she's just my best friend. She's beautiful. She's wonderful to be around. And when we're apart, I feel like a piece of me is missing. And I'll say, man, I don't usually get emotional and I'm, I'm getting emotional on here. So I don't know what's going on, but, uh, I, I was visiting my wife. I want, I want to bring this out because it, 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 when you get emotional, it's real and it's, and just pour it out, man. Just, yeah. I, I'm trying to get it, all these bits and pieces out of you. That's my job to right. just, just keep bringing it, keep bringing yeah. the fire, buddy. Well, my, uh, you know, I went, I had my seven-year-old daughter, Morgan with me. And she was hungry and I was hungry and we were, we were visiting Lala, which is my wife, Laura. And uh, so I was waiting in line at the Chick-fil-A inside the mall. And the, the way they were doing, you know, you know how they do it at Chick-fil-A, you have a waiting, you know, a line here and then you wait over here for your food. And I was kind of hanging out in the middle of it. Um, and this, this female walked up and I said, I'm not in line. She goes, Oh no, I work for DoorDash. I'm just sitting here waiting. And then I remember she had a tie dye sweatshirt on and uh, like kind of lavender or purple jeans and uh, glasses, beautiful girl. Uh, and she didn't seem upset. Uh, she seemed fine. And uh, I do want to say before I tell the story that you never know that person standing next to you, that person at work, that person washing their hands in the restroom, that person ringing your groceries up or the person making your popcorn at the movie theater, they're like this far. They're like this far from falling apart because something in their life isn't right. They have a sick relative. They're depressed. They just lost a spouse. They lost a child. You never know. That person right next to you is just about to fall apart. So be kind. And this woman seemed fine. There was nothing... She, she was smiling, she was working, she was doing her thing. And I was standing and I had my arm swallowed and I was like, I was like hey, guess what? And she's like, what? And, and uh, I think she even might've said chicken butt, which a lot of people say. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, no, I said, I love you. And she said, what? And I said, has anybody told you that they loved you yet today? And she started crying and she said, no. And uh, I said, well, I love you. And she really started crying. And she said, I needed to hear that today. Like of all days, I needed that today. 
And I never get asked for this. Sometimes I do, but she's like, can, can I have a hug? And I was like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm good at that. I'm, I'm a good <laughs> hugger, you know? And yeah. so we had a really yeah, nice, hug. man. Yeah. It's, I mean, I mean, yeah. It's, I, wish it's, I, could, I wish I could give you a, you know, a Kleenex through here. <laughs> well, I have, I, I have my own. I just don't use them, you know, just throw in the white collar. Right. Uh, but, but she's like, can I have a hug? And I was like, yeah. And, and I gave, you know, it was a long hug and it, and it wasn't a weird long hug. It was like something she needed. Yeah. And then she started talking to my daughter and she was like, your daddy is amazing. Like your daddy, you, you have the best dad. And she said, I know. She's like, he tells everybody that he loves them, you know? And we were, so we were having a conversation and the funny thing was whoever that poor customer, their food was done <laughs> The food was on the counter, whoever they were. And we're just talking. And, uh, finally she got her food and she came up and she said, I just want you to know that I love you. And I said, you know, I love you too. And she's like, can I have another hug? And I was like, sure. And so those two embraces of it. And she walked away crying with a smile on her face and just turned back around as she was leaving. And she was just like, thank you. And that's why I do the thing that I do. Um, I've only had one little negative reaction. It was recently in the mall. And I, I kind of could tell with the lady, but I thought I might be able to turn her up, but she was like, whatever. And she kept walking. So she, she was miserable, but most, you know, I, I, it's most, you know, I would say probably one out of 10 times I get a hug out of it, but with Yolanda and I asked her her name because I wanted to pray for her, you know? Um, and I don't know what it was she was going through. I, I mean, it, it could have just been as simple as a hard day at work. I don't know but maybe she had a sick relative. Maybe she was wondering how she was going to make ends meet, whatever that was. Um, but yeah, that, that was a, that was a good moment. And so I, I, I don't know if I do it, but I try to make it 33 people. Cause like I told you my life path numbers three, everything happens at three. I try to approach 33 people, but I lose count. And it's usually probably more than that. You know what though? That's the, the I, I want to dive into this self-worth thing because you know, the self-worth thing is, is, is what really is just, you know, I wanted to get your perspective on self-worth sure. because, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, we always question it, you know, I mean, even, even Yolanda at the time is she was probably questioning her self-worth of why am I doing this? Where am I at? Why am I doing this? Like, I want to know what your perspective is that you've been in for years and then also going and saying, you know what, I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to leave to know that you have the self-worth of impacting thousands of people. I mean, you are impacting thousands of people and you don't realize that. And, it, and, and I'm going to pat you on the back right now because you have 2,700 people in your group. I'm assuming probably at least 50% of those a day are watching you or listening to you or seeing I love you. And it's changing their mindset on where they're doing for the day. And even if it's the matter of two seconds to say, you know what? I feel great today because he told me I love you because I tell my kids I love you every single day. I tell my wife I love you every single day. But do we tell anybody else that? So right. tell us your perspective on self-worth because, you know, it's just uh, it's one of those things that people don't talk about a lot. Sure. Um you know, I've, I've been blessed with uh, enough ego to walk out on stage, you know, and sing uh, and then be humble enough to to stay and tell people that I love them. So um, I've always been fairly confident. However, um, I've not been all that successful business wise. You know, I've always worked for somebody else uh, and that, you know, that got me down. So I've been through periods of 
uh, self-loathing of, you know, and I told shared this and she's, she's just, she's amazing because I told her I was always cool with being second best. I was always good, but I was always cool with being second best, you know, ah, let them be first. They're fine. You know, and you know what, uh, Ricky Bobby said, Talladega nights, you know, the second place is just first place loser or whatever it was, you know, if you're, and if you're always, not first, you're last. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, I, I was always fine with that. Um, because I didn't have enough self-worth to know that I'm number one. And, and every time I meet with Cher, she goes, Hey, what are you? And I say, I'm number one. She makes me say it. She's like, you're number one. And she texts me every day. You know, she's just a dear sister in Christ. Um, so it's taken me 49 years to get to this point to say that I am good enough, that I am worthy, that I do make a difference. I, I do matter. I'd always been okay uh, being in the shadows, you know, my, my podcast partner, Colin Harbor, uh, he and, uh, my buddy, Michael Shukar, we were like the three amigos. We were like three best friends. And I can remember the summer leading into eighth grade, we made a pact, you know, we were at the beach and we're like, we're going to be, uh, we're going to run uh, student government, you know? And even though I wanted to be president, I said, you know what, I'll be secretary treasurer. And Michael's going to be vice president. Colin will be president. You know, we didn't even fight over it. You know, I, I was just cool taking that back seat. You know, I'm still on, on the on the bus, but I'm okay to sit in the back of the bus, right? That's no longer. Now it's like, you know, I've got to lead. I've got to be number one. I've got to be confident and not cocky. But I've got to say that I'm a bad mofro. I'm a bad person, right? I'm just, and when I say bad, I mean like powerful. Uh, you know, I am a champion. I am a baller. I am a winner. I do make a difference in life. I do make an impact on others. I am a child of God. I am magical. I've got to repeat those mantras out loud every day so that I can go out and make an impact. So now my self-worth is, is different than it's always been my entire life. Um, and I don't know where that came from because I had a, a fairly decent childhood. But maybe because I was a little guy, you know, uh, my dad was big. He was six, four, two fifty. I have a sister that's big. Her son, my nephew is like 300 pounds could have been nose guard at Alabama. Didn't chose not to do that. But there's, there is a big gene that runs in my family that I didn't get probably because I had, I'm sickly and have celiac disease. So maybe that's the why, you know, being a little guy, uh, I didn't have that self-worth, but now to answer your question, my self-worth is, is through the roof. Like I know that I'm powerful because God told me so. You know, you, and I wanted to I wanted to ask that last question because sure. for the last question because I've seen such a difference in you in the last six months and and I'm I'm kind of that guy that sits in the back and just kind of watches things and and listens lately and the reason why I do that is because I'm learning so much right you know I'm learning so much from you I'm learning from so much from the Callaways I'm learning so much from every single person that I'm out there the Hearts the Gonzalez yeah. everybody yeah. I'm learning yeah. so much. And God's going to put me in that position of where I need to be. Same thing with you. So I wanted to transition that self-worth because I thought, you know, what a difference in your self-worth in the last six months. You know, I mean, it's just crazy, the, the, the growth, the growth. Yeah. And, and yeah. If, I, if I see it, everybody's seeing it. And that's the confidence. And that's the, that's the true it factor of where you're going and what you're going to do for people. And I truly believe that because that's the path that God wants us to go on is to help right. others. You know, if we're helping others, 
watch what happens in our life. And, that, and that's the true mission that I have. And I wanted to end this, you know, with this, because it, we could talk for hours and hours. Right, right. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is about talkers, I, right? <laughs> you know, you know, the best thing about this is, 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 is this is episode, you know, you know, 18, but I can see you coming back in 50 episodes and telling us like the, what you're doing and how you're doing it, episode hundred. And those are the things that I, I want to be a part of. And, right. and I, I truly want to be a part of helping you out. If anything I can ever do to help you out, I'm here for you, brother, because I do I love that. You. And, sure and I, I, I truly, truly appreciate it. And, you know, I think I think I want to go out with a couple little things. I I, 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 I did some uh, I have a quote book here and I wanted to I was reading them and, and I I usually don't search for quotes. So I opened up my book and the first quote that I came to, which is the first page. And I wanted to read this because it was so impactful to me this morning because i usually just like opening the book and reading whatever quotes on the book and then i said wow that's pretty impressive so the first one was when i was five years old my mom always told me that happiness was the key to life when i went to school they asked me what i wanted to be when i grew up i wrote down happy they told me i didn't understand the assignment and i told them they didn't understand the light yep you know that's by john lennon and i knew I was going to be talking to you today. And when I opened this book, I'm like, man, he's a singer. And look what happened. I just opened yeah. it. Now look at the second one. Get ready. Okay. 80% of people or 80% of successful success is showing up. And you've proven that you show up every single day for people. So you're going to be successful. And that's, okay. that's Woody Allen. But I'm yeah. telling you right now, those two quotes, just opening the book to those, and reading a couple quotes around the pages, and then those stood out at me. That's God yeah. telling me that you're going to be successful, and I truly well, believe you. that. And don't let anybody ever tell you that you're not good because you're great. Well, thank you, brother. I and you are that. number one. You are well, number you. one. So I'm <laughs> going to tell you that you're number one. All right. Thank you. I love you, man. All right. So I'm going to, I'm just going to tell you, thank you. And I appreciate you. And I, I look forward to our relationship growing. I look forward to, yeah. you know, all the things that are going to come out of this. I look forward to, you know, you and I impacting thousands of people down the road. Yeah. Millions of people. Dude, millions. Yeah. Millions. And, it, it. and once again, it's not because we're so great. It's just, we always talk about that one and that ripple effect. And I know we're closing. So it, it's making an impact on that one person. If you're that one person right now, reach out to me or Ryan. You can find us pretty easily because we're here for you. And we make an impact on that one person. They make an impact on somebody. And it just dominoes and ripples and goes out. And we can change the world with one I love you at a time. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you very much, brother. Yeah. I appreciate you. Hang on tight. I'll talk to you in a second. I'm going to do the outro, but right, man, I love you, brother. Have a great day. Love you. Peace. Far from done, the best is yet to come.